The question Correct. is, is he willing to cash out those stocks and bonds to put you guys in a place financially that will cause you to succeed in this marriage? All right. So first of all, and this is why George kind of ticks me off sometimes. Hey, friends and family. My name's AJ, and this is The Wealthy Idiot Show. I found a doozy of a Dave Ramsey video. At first, I just wrote it off as a crazy video I was gonna spend about nine minutes watching and then move on to something else, but something interesting happened. The video is called, I Put a $112,000 Wedding on a Credit Card. And that sounds nuts. I don't have a credit limit with all my credit cards combined for $112,000. Not that I couldn't, but I just don't. So it made me wonder, what is actually occurring here? Why didn't you just take out a loan? So let's take a watch and we'll comment on it as we go through. Renee joins us up next in Cleveland. Renee, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, recently got married and we got ourselves into $112,000 of Woo. debt. Yes. Just from yes. the wedding? Just from the wedding. Oh my. The so first thought is, I wish I was invited to this wedding. This must this wedding must have been nuts fun. Like $112,000 for a wedding just sounds crazy. I want to know the venue. Like it, it must have been some kind of crazy fancy. The second thought is for most of us out there, we don't need to be spending a crazy amount on a wedding. Finances is one of the major cause of divorce. And to start off your marriage with a really expensive item is really unnecessary. I know that society kind of tells us that we're supposed to do it, but in reality, you know, trying to get your dream wedding with in a good budget is probably the smartest thing you can do to set your marriage up for success. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I do know what's going to happen, but, um, for most of us, including myself, when I got married, this isn't the way to go. Ring the Holy cow. And I wasn't even invited. <laughs> the party of the the party of the century, and we that weren't ring, even there, George. Does that ring look like a disco ball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's pretty much that. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes. Well, we're here. So, so I want to. Um, we, you know, other than a old um, college, you know, loan debt of about forty grand, we don't have any other consumer debt. We own um, three properties together, uh, one fully paid off, probably worth about 600 to 700 uh, So just right off the bat, about $150,000 in consumer debt, and at least, she said, six or $700 on a totally owned property, so at least $600 in equity. Minus 150 equals $450 in equity. So they're sitting pretty well, $450,000 to start off a marriage is nothing to shake a stick at. That's for sure. And she says she has two other houses. We haven't seen what the equity is in those. The, um, the other two have mortgages on it. And um, he, my husband has about 395 in stocks and bonds. Oh. 395. So another 400. So we're at $850,000. And let's just say they have $150,000 in these other two homes. You're at over a million dollar net worth. And that's including the credit card debt. That's pretty good. Oh, okay. So there's, there's good news here, there, which is yeah. you guys have a pile of money to clean this up. The question Correct. is, is he willing to cash out those stocks and bonds to put you guys in a place financially that will cause you to succeed in this marriage? All right. So first of all, and 
This is why George kind of ticks me off sometimes. This guy, whatever he's doing, maybe it's them together. Maybe they did this while dating. They have been very successful. They know what they're doing. Right? So they, I'm going to assume they have a high income in order to achieve this. And then they've been doing the right stuff with that money. They've been investing it. They've been putting it into houses. So the question is, what's the interest rate on this debt? Can it transfer over to something with a low enough interest rate where we just pay it off like normal? Maybe we can refinance one of the houses and use that and put it onto that because credit cards are generally really high interest rates. Maybe it's not. Maybe his entire scheme is he's got like a 0% one-year APR and he's just going to pay the whole thing off in a year and he's not going to worry about it. And then he's just going to leave his investments as they are and let them grow, maybe even invest some more. I, I don't really know. But the fact that George's first thought was like, can we just cash this stuff out and pay the debt off? kind of disrespects the fact that he's talking to someone who's a millionaire and who got to be a millionaire, not by George's method. So we'll see what else he has to say here. That's the million dollar question. I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, we're here with you. You know, so this is the part that like really killed me. She's starting to, she's worth over a million dollars and she's starting to cry. Why? Why? You're worth over a million dollars. Why are you starting? Why are you panicking? Unless someone has made you believe that you should be panicking. Who would do that? Who would make someone who's worth over a million dollars believe they should be panicking? Ah, Dave Ramsey. Ah, excuse me. We've all done stupid stuff with many, many zeros attached. So we were poking fun at you earlier, but we definitely know the weight of what you're facing right now. And we're definitely here to walk with you. Are those are those tears because of the arguments you guys have had around this? Yes. What what has the latest conversations been like when you bring this up and say, "Hey, we're in a big pile of debt. I want to get out of this." Well, the the other thing is is that the day after we returned from our uh, wedding weekend, he lost his job. Mm. Oh. And God, he tough. was making over two hundred k a year. Wow. Okay. Okay, Renee. And how long ago was this? Um, about a month ago. Okay. Are you working at all, Renee? Too much. I am. Yes. What is what your did income? I make a fraction, a fraction of That's what right. he was making. So 70, 70. 70K. That's, That's great. a great income. Okay. What's he doing right now? Is he currently looking for work? Yes. Okay. What was he doing? Yes, he was in the automobile industry. Okay. Sales. I have a question. Uh, I have a question about these properties. So you mentioned three properties, one paid off, two with mortgages. The one that's paid off, is that your primary residence or is that? It is not. It is not. It is just a vacation home. Okay. So that's the vacation home. So that that means the other two with mortgages, one of those is your primary residence? Correct. Okay. Can you tell me the numbers on that? Like what the mortgage is worth and what you owe? Sure. So um, let me actually pull that up because I, I, I've since had, you know, we've had some serious conversations. Yeah. What so, I'm getting um, at is is getting rid of at least one of these mortgages, uh, yeah. not the primary residence one and clearing up some money there. And George mentioned yeah. the stocks and bonds. If they're non if they're non retirement related, definitely wanting to liquidate those. Okay. So that's what we're that's what we're okay. getting at. 
So, yeah, so the one uh, that we currently live in um, probably has about 235k on it, worth about maybe 350. Okay. Um, the other so one, with the mortgage is actually in another state, uh-huh. and it has a much higher, um, you know, it, it probably has about 200 in equity, 200k uh-huh. in equity. So over a million dollars. Um, but the mortgage is about 550. Yeah, I. If I and this is what I would do if I were in your shoes, if I woke up in your shoes today, I would get rid of that third property that's got the 200k in equity. Okay. And I would take that money and I would use it to start paying off this what I'd for sure knock out the student loan because that's it's just the student loan and the wedding debt, correct? That's your only debt. Correct. Yeah. I would knock out that student loan. I'd keep a thousand aside for any savings in case you don't have baby step one. And then whatever's left, I throw it towards the wedding. And then if there's any debt left, I'd start liquidating some of those stocks. Why? why? Did she do any of the math? They have $150,000 in debt. And she just told them to sell the one house, then to get the 200 grand and then pay off the debt. And then like, there's no math there. So losing his job is a real bummer. And he made over 200K that, so that's what I said, probably making good money. Now, 70K, I believe, is over the median for a family in Ohio. So they're already over the median. If I was in this position so far, based off of what I've seen, it really depends on what the interest rate of these cards are and if I could transfer that debt to something with a lower interest rate. And if I can't, it would matter how fast I could pay the debt down because you can make an effective interest rate of something lower if you're not going to live on this debt forever. So maybe I rent out these properties, get some equity from, or get some cash flow, take that cash flow, pay this debt off, get a new job, pay that debt off. I mean, he's making over 200 grand a year, which means that he's got the skills to be able to produce a good income. Even if he comes back and makes a hundred K it would probably take them less than a year to pay this debt. And I probably wouldn't touch my investments at that point. Um, but I would rent out these properties. If you could get rid of these mortgages so you're not paying them yourself. Um, and then the one property where there isn't any debt on, it's a vacation home. This is a little off topic, but I'd probably sell that one if I can't rent it out. I mean, even if I could rent it out, I'd probably sell it right now because of the way the interest rates are. And I just put that money into index funds. It's probably what I would do. Not financial advice for Renee, just letting you know what I would do if I was in her shoes. But first, I wouldn't panic because you're worth over a million dollars, Renee. Like, relax a little bit. Okay, now, um, okay, thank you for that. I, I guess prior because of the location of the, um, the, the third property, we've been probably bringing in about 200K, uh, 200K, um, my apologies, 2K in rental uh-huh. uh, income. They are renting it. Um, that's per month. The one that's out of state? Correct. Yeah, well, just because it's in a. So that's two hundred. Uh, $24,000 on top of her seventy. So we're almost at a hundred grand. Yeah, I'm not panicking. Yeah, it's it's in a, a good location. Uh, the one that's got the two hundred k. Um, two hundred k. Is that your net profit? Uh, or is that maybe? Because you, you still got to pay the mortgage on that. Correct. That's my net profit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not, that's good. It's good that you're making a profit on it. My concern is that it's out of state. And then my bigger concern is that you've got, I mean, you called us in tears because of Correct. this debt. So at that point, you know, you're really weighing the opportunity cost between the two. 
Do you want to get out of debt? How quickly can we get out of debt? Uh, the other thing that I'm hearing in this call is, and George, correct me if I'm wrong, but it kind of feels like we can give you um, our take on this and we can say, hey, this is what we think you need to do. But your husband being on, on page with this is is the other part. Do you think that if, if he comes home tonight or if you guys have this conversation and say, hey, I was talking with some experts, here is the plan that they have advised us to follow. What do you think his response is going to be? Well, no. he'll be happy because it's my property. Oh. <laughs> so he's like, well, that's your business. Don't try to exactly. sell one of mine. Exactly. But that worries me because you're married now. It's we. It's our properties. Right. And so I want right. him thinking that way. And if he's not, we have a deeper issue here. But as far as liquidating the stocks and bonds, there is going to be tax implications on the gain. So you want to work with a tax pro on that to make sure that you're going to be able to cover this and understand what's going on there. But as far as this property goes, it, I don't want to be a long-distance landlord. I mean, this is a lot of work for 20 k I agree. And so if this, well, why? this cleans they don't up even know. all of they, they didn't even ask how much work it is. She was like, yeah, I have this successful property. It's gaining equity, and I'm making cash flow. And they're all like, yeah, that's a lot of work. You should get." And she didn't describe any of it. They just don't want to have anything to do with any of that. And they try to get people out of it. Like It's very bizarre. Uh, secondly, it's not just for the 24K that she's making. It's also the equity in the property as it grows over time, which is tremendous. And she could be using a property manager. Could be no work for her at all. So uh, I I wouldn't get out of it. It It's also going to be hard to explain to him how, like what what strategy to use here. You're talking to people who, you know, together, at least it looks like they both combined multiple houses together and they both have built out, you know, pretty smart investment strategies separately and they're bringing them together. How do you convince someone who's been doing it a certain way and being successful that they should stop without some sort of proof that their method is going to make it worse? I don't know. So like, if my wife came to me right now and said like, you're, we're in a whole bunch of debt that's stressing me out. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, we've been successful at this. We also have been conservative. We have a lot of backups. We're ready in case something happens. Like what, you know, even if I lose my job, this is our plan. Like I have all that stuff figured out. So it's going to be really hard to convince me to be, to go against everything that I have figured out that is successful to this point. It'd be like telling me, you know, I know you're a really successful engineer, but I really think you should go work at the McDonald's drive-thru because that has a better job security. And like, wh why? Even if it did, what's, what's that matter? Like I can make, you know, tons more as an engineer in one year than I could ever make in a McDonald's drive-thru. Why would I ever do that? And that's kind of what they're telling them here. Like, would your husband buy into the stuff that we're telling you? Obviously not. I wouldn't. I don't know. Let's keep going. Consumer debt and gives you a pile of money at the end of that. And which is your fully funded emergency fund. So this one property puts you in a completely different place financially if you sell it. Absolutely. And I'm, I wanted to ask just because, you know, I'm always thinking about the baby steps. Do you have any other money saved, like just laying around, saved up for a rainy day, three to six months, yes. anything like that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course they do. About 45K. So here, think about it like this. They're Renee. fine. If you, if you follow the advice that we've given you, you're still going to mm -hmm. be millionaires. You've got this vacation home that's worth Listen. 700. You got your So she admitted it. If you follow our advice, you'll still be millionaires. Well, if we don't follow your advice, we will also still be millionaires. Like there's no reason to cry here. Let's sit down and figure out the best strategy 
to handle this. You have the resources to fund that wedding. I probably wouldn't have done that myself, but you know, it's, it's, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, they used like 10% of their entire net worth on a wedding. Most people go into debt above their net worth for their wedding. Like they'll pay 40, 50 grand for a wedding and they're only and they're they may not even be worth anything. They may be so far in debt already before they even start out. So to spend one tenth, like that would be someone who's worth $50,000 spending five grand on a wedding. That's not crazy, right? So they didn't do anything crazy. The only thing that you have to figure out is what's the best strategy to pay off this debt where you can also continue to grow that net worth at the fastest rate possible. Cause you don't want to lose out on any opportunities here. And if the debt is really high interest and it's really costing you, it may be worth selling a property or getting rid of some of these stocks, covering it and moving on. If it's not, or you can move it to a low interest rate debt, or you could pay it off with your income from your job may not be worth messing around with your investments right now, especially right now, because if you sell stuff, it's going to be at a loss, right? So there's no reason to panic or cry, Renee. You're okay. You're going to be okay. You guys are doing great. You're doing outstanding. You have a little bit of a problem that you have to kind of sit there and strategize about, but it's really small in the grand scheme of things. So don't let these, you know, Dave Ramsey personalities get you all worked up and and start fights within your new marriage because they've convinced you that you have to be debt free at all costs. You don't. You're okay. You're going to make it. Primary real estate that's worth three fifty just right there alone, your net worth millionaires. All right, and then See? you know I don't think that I don't know how much is in the stocks and, and bonds that you have. You may not have to liquidate all She's of. She's at almost four hundred. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? About three hundred ninety. Oh come on now. See? So this is great. If I'm in your shoes, I am selling that third property and cashing out the stocks and bonds, making sure I can pay the taxes on that. And that's going to put you guys in a completely different place because you can pay off the other mortgage. Now you have zero payments in the world. And everything is cash flowing with a hundred percent profit going to you. Yeah. With very little stress in your life as newlyweds. I know that's right. What about George is like, without knowing all the necessary details, this is what I would do. <laughs> right? This is saying like, you know, I would need to know some stuff. We have to sit down and figure some stuff out, and I gave some caveats because I don't know all the details. But just to be like Without knowing any of the details, I just know that I would rather my net worth grow slower because I believe in no debt at all costs. Not the way to go. Suddenly you're you're wiping those tears and you're rejoicing because you're suddenly ahead of 90% of the people out here. Do you see that? You're more. Yeah. You're a millionaire. You're ahead yeah. of more now than 90%. Now we need him to see it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, send he, him this call. I think he already does. <laughs> I'm going to. I, I sent him the link and I said, hey, honey, I'm going to be on the Dave Ramsey show, so listen to this, please. That's, that's good. <laughs> so hopefully he did, but I do like the solution. I'll be honest. I, I've been afraid to let go of that because because it is mine. It's the only property that I actually own, and it's been a cash cow for me for a long time. But you're right. When you put it in perspective and say only and 20 grand a yeah. year, like forget it. You, you know make over I'm triple saying? that. And you can yeah. always get another property. That's the thing. The way we're yeah. setting you up, you'll be able to, if, if you want to purchase uh, more real estate. It's not only 20 grand a year. It's 20 grand tax-free 
plus the appreciation on the property, which like she says, it's in a good area. It's going to keep going up. And with the amount of money that you put down versus the amount of money that appreciation is going to go up, we did the math here on this channel not too long ago and figured out that we could produce like 21 plus percent return on investment with real estate. It's why real estate is so powerful and it's why leveraging for real estate is so powerful. And she did that and she is successful at it. Like relax a little bit, Renee. Don't go sell your home. You don't have to sit down and figure out the best way to get rid of this debt without having to lose out on this opportunity. You're going to, you know, the opportunity cost of selling this home is going to be extremely high. You'll be able to do it. You'll be able to cash flow it. And it's going to be a blessing, not a burden. And he's going to be back to work in no time, making great money. But right now, this is a great moment for you guys to reset, clean slate. This is we now. How are we going to set ourselves up financially? for a successful marriage, for successful wealth building for the future. And this is a way to do it. And it's a good problem to have when you have all this money sitting around in different pockets, put it to good use and make yourself free. So there you go, end of the video. Moral of the story is, it doesn't matter how good you're doing and it doesn't matter if you know what you're doing, make sure you have no debt and at all costs, because that's what George would do without all the information. <laughs> No, that's not the answer. The answer is, look, if you're a millionaire and you're doing great, relax a little bit. You're going to be okay. I understand that that seems like a lot, but you really didn't spend a lot on your wedding in terms of your overall net wealth, uh, of your overall net worth, and you're going to be fine. So relax, sit down, look at the paper and figure out like, hey, if we sell this versus if we sell that, what's the opportunity cost going to be in order to cover this debt is keeping the debt and paying it off a better strategy what is going to end up with the highest amount of net worth in you know over the long haul that's what you want and that may be selling the house so that you can cover that i i would doubt that though i think probably selling the vacation home would probably do that because it has no leverage on that right now so and if you're not renting it out for anything it's, it's not producing a lot for you. So either rent it out, use that to pay off the debt or sell it, pay off the debt. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything to panic about, but I wanted to highlight this video because it's another example of how sort of like this mentality of scaring people is, it, it, it's not helpful in some cases. I get that a lot of people need to understand how bad debt is. And we talk about that here on this channel. But scaring people out of their rational minds isn't going to solve this problem. Here's the deal. If you can't keep the balance off your credit card, you don't need any debt at all. Get rid of it. If you have a balance on your credit card and you have a net worth that's extremely high, then be calculating. You could figure it out. And lastly, if you can keep a balance off your credit card, regardless of your net worth, then you're fine. Don't worry about it. Have a seat, figure out how you can invest some money, and you're going to do great. That's really all you have to worry about. So thanks for stopping by. I super appreciate you guys coming. And uh, before you go, make sure you subscribe. We have some cool announcements coming pretty soon that you're going to want to know about. You're not going to want to miss. So make sure to give a like and subscribe down below, and I'll see you guys next time.